GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 That's right. It's Beyond. It is the last Beyond of 2016. That means the year is almost over. I don't even know what episode number this is, but we have a wonderful kind of 2016 send-off episode lined up for you. We have a pile of questions you guys ask, such as, what's your favorite movie from 1995 and why is it Heavyweights? (laughs) But first, we have a message from our sponsor. Naomi, take it away. Thanks, Max. And yep, this holiday season, World of Tanks and IGN is bringing you a special giveaway. You'll have a chance to win a PlayStation 4 and some World of Tanks goodies. To enter, head to this super festive link, go.ign.com slash beyondgiveaway. All one word. And if you want to try World of Tanks, it's completely free to download for PS4, Xbox One, and Xbox 360. So come celebrate the holidays with IGN and World of Tanks. Warm wishes to you all. Back to you guys. Thank you, Naomi. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Max Lobo. I'm with Brian Altano. What's up? And that's Andrew Goldfarb over there. What was 95? 94 had a bunch of good movies. I don't know what else. 95 had a lot of good movies. We can come back to this. And that's Marty Sleva right there. What's Heavyweights? It's a movie about (laughs) large large boys who go to summer camp. 94 had the prequels to Heavyweights with the skinny kid who just got a whole box of Twinkies in a truck. Um, 94? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Quiz show. You know what? Screw it. Let's just go right into this. Uh, Hold on. You want to say where we get these questions from? These these questions came from the Podcast Beyond Facebook group. If you're having a lonely holiday and you want to make some friends and goof around about video games, or you got something from your aunt that you don't like and you want to trade it for something cooler or from from some rube, well, My you aunt can do that. Me a salamander. You can't trade salamanders; they're living things. That's against the yeah, terms and service tra- of Facebook. No. Anyway, <laughs> go to Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/podcast/beyond and go make a new friend over there. Uh, we've got a bunch of wonderful kids who hang out, and they're you know kids of all ages, the, the ones who like the games. But we got. It was Joey Hernandez who asked us this this fateful question that we'll use to start this off. What? You just jumping all over the place? No, Joey Hernandez. <laughs> he asked, "What's your favorite movie from 1995, and why is it Heavyweights?" I have this this not a theory because that would require yeah. facts. I have like a bizarrely specific memory about movies that came out in 1995, and I think 95 was the best year for movies. No, 94 Ever? is the best year for movies. No, 95. Because 94 is like Pulp Fiction, Quiz Show, Four Rings and Funeral. It was like Shawshank Redemption. I know it came out in Yeah, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yeah, Forrest Gump's not a good movie. 95 was uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, uh, Toy Story. Uh, I'm probably drawing some Golden Eye, Batman Forever, Seven, Casper, Waterworld, Jumanji, Apollo 13, 
Pocahontas. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say Casper in Waterworld? Yeah. Oh, well, then shut it down. That's the best movie. Uh, dude, Max, this year sucks for movies. No. It's a good year. Anyway, uh, my favorite seven. is probably Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, wait. Yeah. Babe. Babe what? came out that year. What is it, honey? What do you want? <laughs> What's wrong? No, Babe is the best movie of that year. You, you, no, it's not. <laughs> yes, Babe is one of the ten best well, movies ever made. With that well, sick yeah, animal that ba- can talk? He wasn't sick. It was no, a babe very two. healthy babe. I thought Babe 2 was a good one. No, I mean, Babe 1 was nominated for many Academy Awards, including Best, best Picture. Yeah, such a sick as animal. In he wasn't film. a sick animal. He talked, which means he was extremally no, healthy. No, that, that's a problem. An animal should not do that. That's a, a very sick That's a positive animal. sickness. Anyway, like having a bunch of muscles. We got other questions uh, from our, our fine our fine groups. Uh, Harry Loizaitis says, "What was your most disappointing game of 2016?" I feel like that's a really good one because we no always Man's focus Sky. on the positive. That's a really good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I, I was I went through the weird reverse hype cycle for that game where like I was actually underwhelmed by the original reveal. I didn't get why everyone was so excited, and then hook, line, and sinker. I bought everything after mm. that like when we did our first that e3 one that you guys did um i was really excited for that game like genuinely and then by the time it came out i, I just i put in like eight nine hours probably yeah but. i did about the same i i think i was like pretty much skeptical of it for a while or cautiously optimistic at the, at the very least but um i don't think that that was like i mean it wasn't a huge disappointment for me because i didn't have a lot invested in it that's the kind of the trick is that you don't care that much it's not going to hurt that much when yeah. it's not great uh my last experience with that game was actually awesome i played it for like four hours and then we went um i think i went to gamescom and then i came back like three weeks later and everybody was really mad at it and i was like oh i guess i'll stop playing it yeah. but i had like a great four hour experience with that game uh plus a couple nights before that week and i got in a plane and then just was like that's a good game and when I came back, everything was on fire. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that the worst thing about that game is that they got it, they let it get out of control hype-wise. Uh, and, you know, it was it was kind of, oh, it's a, it's a PS4 console exclusive. It's, yeah. it's a big thing. But honestly, you know, it's coming from a small team whose big claim to fame was like Joe Danger. Uh, I think if they'd basically, as opposed to trying to frame it as the next Minecraft, if yep. they'd taken more of a Minecraft approach and been like, hey, uh, we're going to be on early access. We're going to be doing a thing i think it was it was a a, like sort of a problem combination of being too open before and Mm -hmm. being too closed after like they didn't say they said too much going in and they didn't say anything going out when the game was out like they went in silence for like six weeks Mm -hmm. yeah it was one of those like i think being announced with so much pomp and circumstance and being you know up against all these triple a games if that had just been announced with a blog post i don't think there would have been the same oh yeah yeah, fervor and and also like it's like we're partially to blame the fan base is partially to blame like the fact that we kept covering it because it kept Mm -hmm. doing extremely well and people Mm -hmm. Wanted more information, so we would do IGN first. True. We would do these big features, um, and I don't know. It's sort of like a cautionary tale that everyone should pump the brakes a little bit. Well, it's also like I think like if Sony comes in, they swooped in at E3 a few years ago and like took that game under their wing. Yeah, and they were like, we're gonna help, we're gonna help sort of like fund this and keep the lights on and take care of you guys. Yeah. And then the game came out, and everyone kind of just like recoiled from it a little bit, even their own PR people or yeah. lack thereof. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, the collaboration even come out. Like I remember they. Not that one yeah. with the plane and i don't even remember if that like there was oh, with one the you could buy in stores but yeah, yeah there was one with like the yeah. plane yeah well the weirdest thing was uh one of the collector's edition or like the ultimate edition that came out in europe or whatever it had that that little logo on the back that said like supports online play or whatever and they had to put stickers over yeah. it yeah. Like, yeah never a good sign yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i guess uh, nobody's guy wasn't the only one i would say like nintendo as a whole like i loved pokemon go but like Star Fox was super underwhelming yeah, yeah. Uh, having that. zelda slip into next year i don't know what my favorite nintendo game was this year which is kirby odd. planet robobot yeah that was yeah. a good one i like that one uh, uh, what about mafia 3 
Yeah. Um, not I like I. I was kind of like I mean, it was really optimistic about that one, but I didn't. Yeah. Again, I didn't have a ton invested so, in it. That would have been like, if anything, the best thing that could game that game could have been this year was like a really awesome surprise. So yeah, my thing with things like Mafia and Last Guardian, both of which I reviewed, uh, is that they had elements that were disappointing. Yeah, like the actual the 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 open world design and moment to moment gameplay of Mafia was sort of disappointing in comparison to its amazing story. And then the frustrations with uh controlling Trico was yep. disappointing when compared to the amazing highs of the last card. Well both of them were gameplay disappointments specifically. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the I think the story and the like the world yeah. and the design yeah. and the I'm gonna I'm gonna catch hell for this, but probably Uncharted Four. Yeah. Um and not that it's a bad game by any means, but that it like was to me kind of like a seven point five. Um and I I mean, I didn't want a 10. Everyone wants a 10 for every game. But Uncharted 2 and 3 are like some of my favorite games of all time. And I really like, I just like playing those games. And I found this one to be sort of tedious at yeah. times. Um, we've talked at great length on the show about, what, you know, why some of us weren't super crazy about it. But, yeah, there was a great game in there somewhere. Um, and I think it was just like a little long in the tooth. But, I, mm. man, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, an odd, it's an odd game to look back on. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the audience ca- kind of came around to being like, it takes a few months to sort of be like, oh, wait a minute. Where does that really sit in my brain these days? Yep. So on that note, Mitchell Clay wrote, what in your humble opinions was the most overhyped game of 2016? I mean, no Man's Sky. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a pretty safe bet one. Bet one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Uncharted 4 kind of too. Like, really, really incredible game. But like, yeah, it. it I mean, I would compare it to like, I don't know. It it didn't stick with me, mm-hmm. you know. Like the other ones, like they the, the moments of those games really just stand out, and they yeah. they like they feel like cool dreams that yeah. I remembered somehow. Yep. That being um, said, like we were we're doing a feature on I don't know if it's already up of like the the sort of the most impressive moments in games this year, and like thinking about stuff like the the clock tower scene in Uncharted yeah. and and yep. almost all of Madagascar, like that game has these moments where I look back and and both house explorations like i'm gonna look back so fondly on and i sort of over christmas break want to go back and revisit those specific moments yeah and then you can just be able skip. to skip around the yeah and that's that, one thing i really like about that game is it lets you do that i mean i just got a new tv that's like the perfect time to just jump in and see what that thing looks like yeah, especially yeah. With the filters yeah it's a funny game in that way because uh i think the last of us is like that too i i tried to replay the last of us a while ago and like the moments I remember from that game are like incredible yeah. and like unparalleled, but there's still plenty of like, I had a save file that started out in the part where the sniper's coming after you and you have to like slowly approach the house. Yep. And I was like, I want to play this again. No, like, there's still parts of the gameplay. I just started the game again the other day and, and I was like, instead of restarting it, I jumped in and I was like, I'm in The Last of Us, and I was like, oh, I'm on, I'm on the part where you have to push that car down the hill in the suburbs. And like all these people just started attacking me and they killed me like five times. And I was like, all right, I need some time to get back into this. And I think that's like, it's true of Uncharted 4 also. Like, I, with time, I've actually liked it more because I'm remembering all those big moments that I loved. But I'm sure if I sit down to actually play through it yeah. again, there's still moments like in most games that are a little bit of a slog. I would I would say in terms of games that were like the most talked about this year, um, probably Overwatch is the game that you couldn't go anywhere without mm-hmm. hearing. But I'm not qualified to tell you if that's a an over an overrated game or not. I can tell I you think, that it didn't st- stick with me. Yeah, it's but a, you're it's not a like a competitive game. shooter. Game. Yeah, I exactly. Guess Star Wars aside, but it's a Blizzard game. Yeah, like it's it's not that it's a competitive shooter or, or whatever. It's the fact that people fall in love with those games and mm-hmm. they support the communities i mean they've got a, they've got a they're what the only publisher that has a publisher-wide convention i guess gearbox is that one but like, yeah and well, my, they have like, i mean they, yeah. they partner with well minecon is yeah mine minecraft but yeah. yeah like it's just kind of i mean it's it's nuts it's they're like hey uh yeah warcraft yeah. Uh, diablo uh overwatch 
Yeah, and then obviously both Final Fantasy Fifteen and Last Guardian having having literally talked yeah. about them for ten years in, mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Uh, yeah, I'll, I don't think either of those games were. No, I'll, I'll also catch games. I'll catch out for the, uh, for this one, but a lot of people said that uh, like Titanfall was the best shooter single player campaign in, in years. I was like, no, nah, I don't. I, don't I really completely see disagree. With that. Uh, I think that so, campaign is incredible. Side yeah, here, it's good. It's got it's good. People were like, it's the best. It's it's amazing. I was like, you just wanted a walking let's, simulator. Let's uh, let's shift gears here. <laughs> I do. Seward Cook. Coke? All right. I don't know Where's, how to read your where, name. Where I'm sorry. Uh, most underrated game of 2016 by reviewers or by consumers doesn't matter. Love you guys. My 2016 would have been way worse without you. Are oh, you talking about Tokyo Mirage? Yeah, I was going to say Tokyo Mirage Sessions. The game's really good. I was going to say on, got the, really on, into that. on the subject of uh, first-person shooters, Far Cry Primal was fantastic, yeah. and it came out in like February. Yeah, that was yeah. February. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I forgot it was this year. I platinum yeah. that game. Um, that game's awesome. Uh, I recently started playing Overcooked. Which yeah. I totally slept on. I don't know why. That's probably the best couch co-op game so on PS4. Fun. Yeah, like it's it's like pee your pants funny yeah. in, in how ridiculous that game gets. And it's just like you and your wife are making cheeseburgers together, and you're like, how are we married? Like we this is a couple's fighting simulator. It's great. It's There's such a, a great game. A game I didn't expect to like and played a lot of on Vita. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Yep. It's just I totally. Oh, really? I'm not a Minecraft guy at all, uh, and I really thought that was just going to be a Minecraft clone, but I got the demo and then ended up getting the full game because it's actually super fun and has, like, I'm not even really that into core Dragon Quest games, but there's just something very charming about it. It also has funny dialogue. Um, that and World of Final Fantasy are probably my two most played Vita games this year, and they're both just cute and charming and, and work yeah. really, really well portable. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple, like, this was an amazing year for indies, especially indies getting spotlighted. Like, everyone was talking about The Witness and Firewatch. Uh, I think Oxenfree and Virginia were two games that people haven't really been talking about a ton that I think are sort of should be mentioned in the same breath. I, as I played Oxen Free. It didn't grab me, but I haven't tried Virginia yet. Yeah, I Virginia really man. want to. Private Investigator one? Yeah, it's like sort of like Twin Peaksy, mm. but tell storytelling without dialogue. Yeah, I, I feel really like a lot of people slept on Oxen Free um, because it started out exclusive and then came yeah, over. Sure. Um, yeah. But man, I think like there are a lot of people who are iffy on the dialogue and on things like that, but like to me, that is the closest thing we have to like a Stranger Things game. Like it has yeah. that vibe of just like Everything's a little off and weird and and almost nostalgic yeah. because oh. it's younger characters. Until we get Crossing Souls, which is like totally a Stranger Things. Yeah, sure. Yeah, or uh, Goonies too for the Nintendo Entertainment. There you go. Uh, and then uh, my last two are uh, Headlander, which was a really great, stylish Metroidvania from Double Fine. I skipped that one. I'm such really an good. idiot for yeah. skipping that. I one. think you would love it. Yeah, um, I totally. And then uh, we talk about all the time here, but Ratchet and Clank. I feel yeah. like is yeah. oh yeah a game everyone should have played this year. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. another one I forget is this year. Yeah. Well, it like came out of the tail end of that like not great movie. And mm-hmm. I think it soured a lot of people. Yeah. Like there's that there's that example of that not exactly helping. I mean, I feel like if there was an Assassin's Creed game this year, uh, it wouldn't look good sitting next to the 17 percent that that movie has on. Rock yeah. Studios, you it know? also came out like wasn't it like two weeks before Uncharted 4? Yeah, I think it was April. So it was right. Yeah. Before. So it was right around. I remember like I think I beat it the same weekend that I got right. Uncharted 4 yeah. and I was like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be like two for two with awesome like PlayStation exclusives. <laughs> and then Uncharted was like. You know, fantastic, but I was like, I wound up kind of having fonder feelings of playing Ratchet and Clank, which yeah, I yeah. maybe just entered with less baggage. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jake Jackson says, when do we get another ham eating episode? Well, you're in luck. Uh, <laughs> I brought my famous pierogi. Uh, I threw that one in there because at PSX, uh, I there I realized there are two types of people that listen to the show. The people who are like, the hey, I love and the ham knots. Yeah, the hams and the ham knots. <laughs> there are people that are like, hey, I really like your show, but don't ever do that ham thing again. Really they came up to me and told me that. Yeah. Yeah. And there are people who are like, that ham thing is some of the most like brilliant Kaufman-esque crap you've ever done. And I'm like, wait, what? Yep. We just ate a ham and got like meat drawn. <laughs> yeah. 
that was really that was really gross. That was a really gross episode. But yeah, I'm, glad we, I'm glad we did it. I think. I'm glad we did it. We had to get. Yeah, it we're gonna, if we have ham on the show again, we're not going to eat it on the air. We'll do something weirder with it. Well, yeah. we're actually for, uh, beyond four, beyond five hundred is going to be held at a <laughs> rainforest cafe. They don't actually allow ham in there. Is that true? Because they have yeah. to bulldoze rainforest to make yeah. ham farms. Why? Wow, there's plenty of pigs that live in the rainforest. <laughs> Jungle pigs? They're called Warhawks. Man, I haven't been to a Rainforest Cafe Lion King. since I saw it. There's this video. It's like a slow motion video. Uh-huh. Of the dust? The, yeah, the butterfly flapping its wings and the dust that falls directly onto someone's food beneath it. It's like someone's smartphone thing of just like panning down. It's so gross. I like to think that it's just flavor. Yeah, it's, it, they keep spices. It's actually uh, oh, flavor blast. A little <laughs> oregano. Uh, traditional uh, South South American uh, rainforest food is uh, butterfly wings dusted. It's oh, very good. God. Lots of pollen in there. Uh, I wonder what weird thing Max wants to do with that ham. Oh, he's yeah. going to put it. I was thinking we'd make a, a, a large you? ocarina out of it and just have like a nice piece of surgical tubing we blow into to make it like a ham flute. Well, gonna, there's like a, there, I'm sorry. There's like a blinking red light also, in the we're house studio cats. and it's kill. It's are you gonna, yeah, that's are really weird. Are you going to try to make love to the ham flute? Like, that's why someone yes. ripped that one out. Okay, everyone, stop it. My, my microphone keeps blowing around. Okay, Jono Knight sounds like an anime character. Can you and Marty talk about what you would want from a Bloodborne sequel? It was Ooh, you. It's you, me. Was, you was Brian. Yeah. You was Brian. <laughs> you you, you uh, was Brian. What do you think about this? Um, I think we're going to get a Bloodborne sequel because uh, nothing that's successful goes unsequelized. Uh, honestly, I have very few complaints about Bloodborne. Yeah. So more of the same, sort of exploring more weird corners of Yarnum in that world. Mm-hmm. I like I like the... Um, like the the game didn't really have a day night cycle, but yeah. some areas were day and some were were not. Like yeah. I like that idea. Um, I mean, it'd be cool if it did have a day night cycle. Yeah, and it was sort of like like Zelda or Castlevania uh, Castlevania two. two, where like bad stuff happened at night or only where stuff's characters. harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, I appreciated the uh, the verticality in a lot of the enemies. Um, just more enemies. I mean, the ones they had there are just fantastic. Yeah, more surprise bosses. Yes. Like my favorite moment in that game was coming out of that prison and just being like, "I'm free!" free. And like that horse skeleton <laughs> drop from the guy and i killed him on my first try yeah, but i don't like know so how yeah. i got so lucky playing that game yeah. um so yeah more stuff like that more cool weapons yeah um, yeah i mean it felt like it had far fewer weapons than a standard souls game yeah so digging deeper into that yeah more weapons more customization just mm-hmm. just really more i just want more of that that world like yeah. we don't there's not enough games that look like that you know not, and not enough games uh, reference menstruation so yeah, yeah, I think they should just go re- really all in. Yeah. Yeah, that's that Ratchet and Clank sequel we're waiting Space for. Space Menstruation, Silicon <laughs> yeah. Valley. Yeah. Bloodborne 2, that time of the month. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, moon Sickness. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> on that note, I like what we're doing. I'm doing some really good good segues here. Uh, Nick Zataran, who makes those flavorful rice bowls. Uh, <laughs> Zataran. Are you marking off these? You're marking this? What is the game that caused you your biggest rage quit memory? I don't mind. Mine's easy. I slipped my head open playing it. Wait, what? <laughs> no, please do tell. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, it was Bubsy on Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I had uh, an old wooden rocking chair in a room and I like had some awful death in Bubsy and I like, put the control down and went to like fall backwards and my head hit the bottom of a rocking chair and slipped my head open and I had to get like 12 stitches. Most people just throw their controller. But yeah. Okay. Most people great. just don't play bubs. <laughs> Most people don't put those damn rocking chairs in the gaming room. <laughs> uh, mine, at least when I was here in the office, was uh, I, I did the guide for Final Fantasy 13 2. Uh-huh. And uh, I was capturing footage of one of the final boss fights and it was taking me so incredibly long. And I finally beat it. And then I went to 
reach over and start recording something or do something, and my hand brushed against the eject button of the 360 Slim, the slim, the one. it was all you had to do was just a light breeze, and I hit the eject button, and as the cutscene initiated, the disc just ejected, and so I had to redo that entire flight. <gasps> I think that was the first time I left work and was like, they were like, where are you going? And I'm like, a bar. I'm going to a bar right now. That's where it started, huh? This. Yes. <laughs> so Thanks, you had never Sarah. had alcohol. Uh, yeah, then. Nolan Sarah. God, that's really bad. Uh, so good, though. Yeah. I this had nothing to a uh, video game, but I was I was uh, White Lightning Returns. <laughs> I was dating this Italian girl for a while, and hey. we got in an argument because that just that's what the Italian women do with Italian men—they just fight. Yeah. Um, and I got so—I was on the phone with her. I got so mad. I threw like my the portable phone in my in my bedroom at my Platinum GameCube, <laughs> and it bounced off the top. Uh, I'm really glad they make phones really expensive now because I would throw—I would break one a day. <laughs> um, but when phones used to be eight dollars at Radio Shack, you could throw one and not feel. Feel bad, and I threw one at the top of my GameCube, and so it broke the phone and broke the top of my GameCube. So my GameCube just didn't have that circular disc on the top of it for a while. Do you remember we saw that guy at Crossroads that time throw his phone? Oh around? my god! <laughs> yeah. We saw a guy just eviscerate a phone. It was like an iPhone five, yeah, or like a six. Yeah. He took he was on the phone and he just started screaming, and he threw and smashed his phone so hard. We walked outside. It was in like you know, like the word smithereens. <laughs> <laughs> It was like in the th- like his his SIM card had just turned into like the dust from the the butterfly wings. Good God, um, God, I'm trying to think. Like I remember, just this wasn't really a rage quit, but I was playing Street Fighter with my friend one time, and like he was playing a Zangief and doing nothing but that like that like pirouette thing where he goes like yeah. spins across the screen. This is a good Russian boy. He just kept doing that, and I was like, Hey, what if you didn't do that anymore? And I'm like, just. I was like hoping to play with like a joystick, but I wasn't. I was playing with, with you know the D pad and just uh-huh. being real, real bad at it, not knowing my moves. My friend just kicking my ass, and I just wound up like punching him really hard in the arm. Which is oh like, really? Oh no! Yeah, and he was like, he just like laughed at me. He's like, you do you remember? Idiot. Do you remember that game, Primal Rage? If you spam the same move too hard, a, a piece of cheese popped up on the screen. That's really good. Yeah, really? it was like a cheese with like a no smoking or whatever that no sign. <laughs> that sign doesn't have a name by the way. It's like the no sign. No, it's Richard. Richard, the Richard <laughs> Cheese Sun. <song. Okay. laughs> Great. Uh, Mark Moorhead, tell us about IGN Christmas parties. Who makes the biggest <laughs> fool of themselves? Uh-oh. Um, man. There, so every single year there's somebody throwing up outside of it as I get in the cab to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it's new people a lot. It's like everybody's first Christmas party. I feel mm-hmm. like people Scott around. Bromley, who we do the comedy button with, had a bad one. He, uh, so... Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, throw him under the bus. I don't care. None of these people work here anymore. Let's tell this story. Uh, Hillary Goldstein, who used to be the editor-in-chief at IGN. This is real. Uh, this is my second Christmas party at IGN. Decided to do this thing called uh, Stickers for Shots, where every time you took a shot, you got, like, a gold sticker, and you had to wear it on your face. So uh, people were just taking shots, and the winner got a prize. Alcoholism and cirrhosis in the liver. Uh, so we, I took, like, I had, like, one sticker and I looked over and there was some guy with five and I'm like I don't want five shots that's crazy I'm just gonna sip my drinks and just relax and have yep. a good time I just started here I'm not trying to be an ass and take over the world uh, so I look over and Hillary Goldstein has like seven stickers on him and then I look over at Scott Bromley and he's just like mouth dropped just like drooling and he's got like 12 stickers <laughs> on so the thing is about Scott he can't lose a competition Yeah. so um, Scott won stickers for shots he did like 12 or 13 shots like an insane person what was his prize? Uh, they gave him a hundred dollar Amex gift card, and then he got in a cab and threw up all over the cab. And I think he gave the gift card to the cab driver. 
or he tipped the cab driver $100 because he felt so bad. Yep. Then he got back to his apartment, which was, I believe, the apartment where yeah, Colin, Colin and Greg live now. Yeah, he lived in Colin. Because him and Colin were oh, roommates. In, yeah. yeah. And, yep. Col- and Scott was going up the stairs to get in that apartment and ended up throwing up on the stairs and I think passing out there. So that's... Uh, a thing you should never do at a company Christmas party. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever do stickers for shots. We yeah, yeah and it, I feel like it's it's we, we drink relatively often, and so yeah. we we can handle ourselves at work events. It's a lot of times it's people who don't go out too much. Yeah, like Mesa Calm, Lucy Gooseys, Tidy Tidies. Yes, <laughs> last year I had a panic attack at the party, and then you were very nice. That wasn't a panic attack. That was just you being depressed and the sad boy. 100% panic attack. Yeah, that was fun because you were. It was pouring rain and yeah. you were crying, and I went outside and somebody gave me an umbrella to give. You. There's like a picture of him with like a princess toadstool umbrella. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, and I'm wearing like Aww. a suit and I'm shaved and scruffy, and I'm like giving you this like Italian uncle dress. We all gesture. were really excited that you were gonna kiss. We did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's how we got in the stop crying. Christmas he party. was like, "Ugh, if kissing's like that, I'm not sad about anything." <laughs> If kissing's like that, how awful would it be if your first kiss ever was with Brian? I mean, that happened to at that least two girls. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I've never been anyone's first kiss. Really? Yeah, I don't know. You never. look like you look like the bottom of a barber shop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've been someone's last kiss. <laughs> really? No. Okay. No one's dead. Well, plenty of people are. I'm sure someone you've kissed hasn't kissed anyone since the last time they kissed you, so technically that's probably true. Statistically, you've kissed a dead girl while she was alive. What the hell? What? <laughs> Beyond. <laughs> All <The> right. Grave. <laughs> <laughs> Ross from the grave. Power up. Uh, Cameron Smith says, looking back on 2016, what was your favorite moment slash experience while working for IGN? God. Oh, my God. There's so many. What did we do this year? We did. So Pear did this awesome, like, speech at our at our Christmas party that I was just like, man, this was a good year for IGN. Like, we did a lot of cool stuff. Um, Man, I've got. See, the thing is, like, I've gone on so many trips with you guys and they've all kind of blurred together. Yeah. Where we've done, like, incredibly. Yeah. We've done incredibly stupid things. And even, like, the terrible trips. Like, we went to CES last year. Oh, it was a blast. And it was just, it was so much fun, even though it was, we were exhausted. We year. hate Vegas. Yeah. Oh, I, I, sorry. I meant, yeah. You you and me and you, the three of us were drunk in a senior frogs laughing at all the signs. Oh, he was, was, was there. Zach and, Zach and Alon oh, were there. I've okay. never <laughs> seen you before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> me, and, me and Max were just taking long lunches. Hey, and being like, you know what they say? If you're drunk in a senior frogs, Anyone can be there. <laughs> we went uh, to uh, San Diego Comic-Con, and you competed in double there. Yeah. And yeah I ran it. into DMX in a parking lot. That was Hide- weird. Hideo Kojima while I was browsing uh, sideshow toys. That was really weird. Yeah, and I got to interview Danny McBride. Um, that was awesome. Uh, I went to Germany with Goldfarb and Zach. I was at that one, yeah. And that, thanks. And that, well, there's no senior frogs in Germany. <laughs> Get on that, senior there frogs. There are awful chocolate museums. Meister Frog? Uh, yeah, this year... Uh, <laughs> you, me, and Zach went to Japan. We got to see where Final Fantasy 15 was made. We were in BD2 of Square yeah. Enix, which was like a just completely insane moment. Like, yeah. like seeing in development, like, cactuars and yep. just watching a Final Fantasy get made, it was, it was weird and surreal and cool. Max and I had a few hours free in New York at New York Comic Con, and we went to the Museum of Natural History, and we laughed at all the sculptures. <laughs> like, yeah, it, we was were, like the, it was like cosplaying as a seventh grader. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, we were, we were like, oh, it was like we're on a field trip, and then we... We'd been looking at like you know custom amiibo and action figures and new yep. prototypes and like <laughs> cosplayers all this time. We're like, ah, here we are in the central Peruvian section where they've announced a bunch of new McFarlane toys yep. and they all look like crap. Yeah, 
Yeah. God, that was Down awesome. 450 was fun. We got to, oh, that to, was great. Yeah. yeah, shoot like a three-hour show with Greg and Colin. Yeah, yeah, IGN House Party was awesome. Yeah. Um, we got to meet a bunch of people, and Max and I yeah, got to do basically like yeah. 20 minutes of stand-up. That was fun. Um, yeah, this is a good year yeah, for E3 is for all like Newsday pre-post shows. Yeah, I love E3. We were just talking about that. Like E3, I look forward to E3 every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I, yeah, I was super happy with the way we did E3 this year. He's yeah. really proud of us. So, <laughs> especially you, Mar- Mar- Mandy. <laughs> Mandy Potemkin? Mandy, <laughs> Mandy the Battleship Potemkin? <laughs> uh, Cecil Davidson... Davison says, should we stop making big budget films based on video games? Uh, yep. Reviews are coming in for Assassin's Creed and it is not doing so hot. Are they the old, hot? They are the rotten, t- the rotten tomatoes. Um, the raw tomatoes. Rotty tomatoes. Rotty tomatoes. Rowdy, rotty tomatoes. Ricky tomatoes. Number one critic re- of the world, Rotten Tomatoes, says. I, I have to remind people every single, it's like once a month, I'm like, hey, Rotten Tomatoes is not a man. No one would never name their kid that. That's not uh, one reviewer with 70 Robert quotes. Tomatoes. Somebody somewhere would probably name their kid that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we all hoped Assassin's Creed slash Warcraft would be good. They were not. Um, we all hope Tomb Raider is going to be good because yeah. the casting is I think, great. I think big budget in his question is the key here. I think there's room where you could take a really intimate game story and make it good. On a small Watch, scale, which is yeah. being made Firewatch. into a movie, exactly. But like, we haven't learned yet if the small budget video game blockbusters will also be garbage because we have, we don't have one because we don't no have one yet. Game movies, except think, for indie game the movie. I right. think they will be <laughs> because this is my new stance, and this is a safe one. This is my this is a platform I'm I'm running on in 2017. Video game movies are bad. And stop getting excited for him. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to burst your bubble. There's never been an election in an odd year. Aside, never mind. I was about to say something bad. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Keep going. And so <laughs> beyond, I think that the, the, the great the key thing is you have to pick a you have to pick a movie that or a game that doesn't feel like it already has a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Last of Us movie is not interesting to me because I've already seen The Road and Children of Men. Yep. I can yeah. watch Raiders of the Lost Ark or Romancing the Stone instead of watching Uncharted. Like there are things yeah. that are very I've also derivative. Also, Sex of the Rock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, Michael Douglas bangs a rock. How do you think you got that cancer? Uh, <laughs> well, you know the actual the rock. Do you know I know the he... reason he said yeah. yes. I know how he got it. Yeah. Anyway, you know do you know? For those of you just tuning in, Michael Douglas once attributed <laughs> no. his. Yes, no, don't. you can't. This is fine. This is fine. I'm gonna allow it. We can say this. His throat cancer to a certain type of downstairs kissing that adults do. Like, he's, 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 wow. Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. Basement eating. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um yeah glad we bleeped the swear words on this show uh yeah i think that you gotta if you're gonna make a video game movie that works you gotta take something like that's totally out there i think bioshock could work because i've never yeah. seen a movie that's like oh hey it's the fountainhead uh, but it's called snowpiercer why does my microphone keep spinning i mean that's after because the fact you yeah, keep yeah. saying things like that no for sure i mean you're I, that actually oh, there we go. is yeah. the most succinct way i've ever heard it what say. bioshock like, no, no no that, that just uh, no no just any movie that already exists that does what the game did probably doesn't need to be remade what about star wars battlefront the movie <laughs> <laughs> it's just fight scene. <laughs> there's no story whatsoever oh, so it's the last 30 minutes of Rogue one <laughs> and the same accident keeps crashing over and over again yep um i was gonna say uh to follow this up um ed Knowles says beyond love the podcast what are what is your dreamcast for the metal gear solid film i think metal gear solid is one of those series that could conceivably make a good movie mm-hmm. a small is, scale like a piece is, of it it has to be just weird enough it has to be yeah. just weird enough and like weird weird not like ah oh, let's try to reboot this and make it hip because that would just mess it up left and right but the idea that a bunch of super powered terrorists take over a robot storage facility and then this this 80s action hero has to break in and and like f- fight his clone brother yep 
Like, it would be insane. It would not be a good film, but it could be a really fun movie. So if you're casting tomorrow, who is it? Obviously, you can't get Kurt Russell. He's too old. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin for um, Solid Snake. Maybe. I want Ryan Gosling because I want him in everything. Yeah, I want Oscar Isaac in there somewhere. Yeah. I want Tom Hiddleston. As, uh, I want everybody. Brie Larson in there somewhere. Yeah, are you just, are just putting people you love what in this movie? Yeah, or yeah, it's not really no, Tom works. Hiddleston could work as Liquid. Uh, yeah, he could definitely work as Liquid. Wilford Brimley as the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that All man right. in his wheelchair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's like I'd want I want kind of weirdo, like unheard of people probably. Jessica yeah. Chastain is the boss. What? Okay. Okay. Killian yeah. Murphy is uh, uh, Revolver Ocelot. I'm not even playing. The Rock is Vulcan <laughs> Raven. Oh, they probably would do that, huh? You think so? I don't think they could afford him, but that's what they'd probably go for. Who would be the box? I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Kojima himself. <laughs> he will mocap himself and become box. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Corbin Snodgrass says, what are you thankful for this Christmas season? I would like to say your username. That's his actual legal name. You can't because you can't create anything fake on Facebook. Well, Nothing fake has ever been on it's Facebook. It's the name that's being used to use Facebook. So it's technically a username. Uh, what are you guys thankful for this Christmas season? I mean, obviously, I used up all the questions I was going to put at the end. It was going to be like a heartfelt ending, and now we're just going to end with like, oh, what's the f- best ocean? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Atlantic. <laughs> Is that true? Wow. It's, uh, the Pacific has crabs, but they all are full of mercury. <laughs> Science time. What? Are you- <laughs> what? What, what, do what, do you, what do you think? I'm thankful for my dumbass friends that yeah. got me through this very hard year. This yeah. year sucked. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, it was difficult for a lot of us. It was difficult for me. And I, I had, like, my good friends to look forward to. I've spent most of my adult life laughing and goofing around about completely stupid crap with dumb idiots. And that's great. Thanks, yeah. guys, for yeah. being the dumb idiots. No, we'll seriously. always be I mean, the dumb idiots. A couple, couple hours a week we get to get in a room with it's us and then, you know, folks like Jared and Zach and Alana and then everyone on the comedy button and... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's therapy. It, it really yeah, is. It it's really absolutely is. not therapy. Oh, never mind. It's not it's therapy, therapeutic, guys. but it's you know. Yeah, you can't spell therapeutic without therapeutic. Yeah, I get lots of exercise. I do three or five jumps on my couch every week, and maybe do a somersault down the down the lawn. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Me and my twice. friends pass around a six foot sub. It's lots of cardio when you're lifting big sandwiches in your mouth. It's like the protein thing you said about bread being filled with eggs. Or that my, that's what my dad said. My dad. I was like, "Are you eating well?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I had pasta." And I'm like, "Pasta's not eating well." And he's like, "It's protein." And I'm like, "No, it's not." And he's like, "There's protein in bread." And I was like, "No, there's not. There is. There's like a little. There's a guy with like perfect." A perfect body writing in right now I, just don't go just go do pull-ups. i also love the idea that someone thinks they're getting stronger by eating a six foot sub yeah. but it's actually just getting lighter and lighter yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good i like that somebody's like oh yeah i've been eating a lot of ice cream because it's got calcium in it i'm gaining weight but it's mostly on my skeleton because it's yep. helping my bones grow big heavy bones all right, uh, kevin Adderdig says first of all thanks for the uh, uh f- thank y'all for another laughs goofs and insight Another laughs, goofs, and insight? All right, you're welcome. Uh, can't wait for another year of it. Uh, where do you want Beyond to go or grow or expand upon in 2017? I really want to do more live stuff. Um, yeah. We had, so there's been a million game scoops at PAX and PAX East, but we had a Beyond panel at PAX. That was cool. Um, yeah. I would love more of that. I'd love at East and at Comic Con and all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And we're, 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 PSX, we're starting, yeah. Yeah. Yep. we're starting to plan stuff for uh, Beyond 500, which will be in the summer, which will definitely be something live. But yeah, it'd be cool to be able to take the show on the road and, and, 
you know, do it at places that aren't live events, not necessarily in San Francisco, live events yeah. on the East Coast, live events in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. I want to get better at New York Comic Con, like Let's Play Stuff series. Yeah. You guys are doing that awesome Skyrim series now that you guys should totally check out. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, more stuff like that I think is really fun. Like, I, I think it's awesome when you and Alana play games together, Marty, or, like, if you put Goldi- Goldie and I on Persona. I think we did, like, one Let's Play, and then we had to pull it down because of legal reasons. Yeah, we Marty and I did, like, six that we had to pull down for legal reasons. Um, yeah, that for sure. I want to get devs in. Uh, we haven't, I mean, in the past, like, we had Shuhei on a lot. Uh, I'd like to make that happen again. We'd, it would be cool to have some some PlayStation folks come on. I know Ryan's kind of doing Unfiltered now, which is sort of... Kind of taking the place of that a little bit, but uh, I think it would be great to have some people on with us just mm-hmm. to talk more. Uh, having Adam Boy's Dave Lang was uh, yeah, that was one of my favorite episodes awesome this, year. this year. Yeah, yeah. So more stuff like that. Um, yeah, more more leaning on our on our awesome audience. Like they're really great. Like this is, mm-hmm. I think, like well, to be totally honest, when we first took on the show, like there were some people that are like, I'll give them a chance, and there are some people that were like, I hate them. Mm-hmm. And we gave you guys a lot of reasons to give us a chance, and we also gave you a lot of reasons to hate us. And the people that stuck with us have been really, really cool and yeah. really passionate and being. Being at PSX and being at PAX and house party and meeting people who just like are just rock with us is really cool. So yeah, I mean more leaning on the group, more leaning on the like YouTube, like on um, on just the email questions, everything, like anything we can do to to integrate the audience better. I think we did some really cool stuff this year. So more of that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean we're always like pushing to grow it. I think like this year was really when it started to feel like I was a part of the show, and it's I don't know, it's it's weird. Like I was they they threw me at this. They were like, hey. uh we're hiring you to take Greg's old job, take over his show. And I'm like, well, it's going to be real weird to do that, but okay. Yep. We're very different dudes, but you know. Yeah, but now we got the Looney Tunes logo in the back. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you watching on our lovely our lovely video form of the show, you should check out the fun pictures I made for the TVs. Yeah. They're very fun, festive holiday pictures. Yeah. Uh, we, I just want to take a moment to appreciate how how what a real good job you did on Nathan Drake's holiday sweater. Thanks, really. that was really nice. I used blending layers modes. Ooh. Or something. I don't know what Photoshop is called. Um, and you're gonna hit you're gonna hit two years right when we get back, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be working at IGN for two whole years. Wow. Wacky. Uh, Michael Britton says, "Can you please give a shout out to one person, place, thing that didn't get enough attention, credit, or respect this year? One last chance to clap someone on the back, perhaps." You guys got any for this? I wish I'd I wish I'd prepped what this one better. Yeah, wow. Um I shared the doc with you. I <laughs> I had a very funny name. Uh I wanted to give a shout out to Ismahawk, who uh asked uh yeah. Max and I to or we kinda asked him. It was just a conversation. He was making a Power Rangers fan film. Um and fan film is like a disingenuous way of saying like this is the coolest short Power Rangers movie anyone's ever made, uh and it's better than the movies released mm-hmm. theatrically so far. Uh so we he sort of had this running joke of like putting bulk and skull in it, but Max and I had a running joke about how we're bulk and skull. Um so we put together these like sort of like 2016 remix versions of costumes. We worked with Sean Finnegan, who's uh, producing this show right now, awesome cinematographer, who went out in San Francisco in the night in front of the ballpark uh, where cars were just whizzing by Mm -hmm. and got this awesome shot of Max and I that Danny put in his film. Danny makes his own props. He does his own special effects. uh, He writes, he produces and edits. It's absolutely insane. So um, I think he's got a Patreon too and a podcast called Hawk Talk. So go check that out. Uh, He was on up at noon years and years ago and we kind of became friends then and we've ran into each other ever since then so watch his power rangers movie if you want to see an awesome cameo from the two of us um and just support that guy like that's that's the kind of like we're always saying like you have a phone in your pocket now you can make a movie Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't really do it and danny's the kind of guy that just like takes everything and makes something out of it and there's that's just incredibly cool to see yeah very cool uh i want to give a shout out to you he's on my shirt if you're listening jared petty who uh who he's he's gone now um yeah max made this 
Uh, I meant you stole. I was going to say Jared because. Oh. Then, okay. But well, you guys, I thought you were stole your shirt. You guys stole Jared together. I would never fit into that. No, shirt. Jared, I'm just, just I, I love Jared. I'm gonna miss Jared. Um, and he's genuinely one of the nicest mm-hmm. people I've probably ever met in my life. Yeah. But I think Pockets Full of Soup is probably the most positive show I've ever heard. Yeah. He's seriously. Doing more and more yeah. stuff. It's like without being like saccharine or just yeah gross or anything he's doing it's like a lot of fake positive on youtube right now where people are just like if you like me i'll like you You it's like that's not real yeah jared's uh jared's positivity always has like kind of just a tinge of like bittersweet like sorrow to it you know yeah like he's always like hey life is weird and cruel but Sega Saturn games are fun. They're like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, he also probably genuinely listens more than anyone I've ever met in my life. And I think that's why Pockets Full of Soup is really good. He, like, someone tells a long, rambling story about their childhood, and then he just perfectly, mm-hmm. incisively finds the most important part of it and is like, well, how did this affect you? Or why did that mean something to you? Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I walked into the office today and I turned a corner and I saw a large man that wasn't him. <laughs> And I got sad for a second because I'm like, Jared's not here anymore. Yeah. Like, I realized yeah. it was going to take about two or three weeks for that to hit me, yeah. and it took about two or three days. Turns out yeah. it was the kingpin of crime, Wilson Fisk oh, himself. Oh, no, the Fiskers? <laughs> yeah. Fiskers is in the building. Whiskers Fiskers, as he's called down in Hell's Kitchen, home of the old hornhead. <laughs> what, uh, what do you, what do you idiots have? Yeah. Uh... My, uh, it's just me. I'm just the last idiot. I oh, yourself? Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> well, a, lot of the, uh, um, a lot of the people we get to work with who don't get to be on these shows yeah. and who may or maybe appear only occasionally or help, you know, edit every single week like Dan Parkhurst or, yeah. or mm-hmm. folks like Chloe and Jonathan who are on our editorial team and who've been on the show but don't get to be, you know, regulars or recurring guests. Um, yeah. Or like Kirsten who yeah. arranged yeah. most of the live shows. You yes, probably have yes, exactly. Yeah. They're uh, in the cut, as they say, yeah. in rap songs. Ooh, they don't. Deep in the car. Right, yeah, that's, that's actually it. where Dan Parker has just walked up to the window of the studio and made this. Oh, hey, what's up? Hey, hey there he you? is. Get hey, out. We're giving a shout out. Is he the one doing that weird red light Please thing? Leave, Dan, we're doing the show right now. No, but like I think a lot of people are like, I want a job at IGN, and then think there's like seven jobs here, and it's the people that sit on microphones. But like this functions because of people like them. Yep. You know, yep. totally. Um, I wanted to once again recommend my buddy, my buddy Luis's game Jazz Punk, which is out on on PSN. It was on like Steam for ages, and then it finally came on PS4 this 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 year. Uh, I'm I'm not saying this is a critic. I'm saying it as a friend of his. It's a really cool, weird game. I became friends with the guy because of what he was making, which is like this first-person Mad Magazine meets Blade Runner-esque game, and it's mm-hmm. incredibly strange, and it's definitely worth checking out. But I've I mean, never met him, and I love the game. Yeah. So. No bias there? Well, it's yep. good because he's actually a, he's just a very rude man in person. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, he separates the art from the artist. He's always spitting on the floor, and uh, he litters constantly. That's okay. Yeah. You litter a lot too, though. But you I don't ever it. litter. I am fussy. You got and this clean. red crap all over the table. That's not that? me. For every piece of litter you leave behind yeah, you, you donate yeah. a small amount of money to charity. Yeah. That's true. You carry around choosing. like scraps of yarn with you. I do. Yeah, yeah my. That was on the bottom of your cup. I don't know where it came from. My charity litters kids for kids that grew up eating litter. <laughs> <laughs> that I put there. Yeah, you formed a group called the Litterati. <laughs> I've got a I've got a Hansel and Gretel disorder. I have to leave a trail of something behind me at all times for fear yeah. of stumbling into a forest Just like and encountering witches. I'm writing a book called. Litter Richard. <laughs> it's literature for Richards who grew up eating litter. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut up. <laughs> um, what do we, oh man? What do we have yeah, here? We talked about some. Was, there, we got some weird points here. Yeah, yeah we did. Uh, Mandy Romanak said, "What is your most played game of 2016?" Ooh. Pokemon Go. 
Yeah, Pokemon Go. It's uh, gonna be something we're not proud of. Like it's gonna be one thing that we're like, oh, you're probably proud of that. I don't know. No, he's like, no, I'm not proud of it. No, I mean, I've hatched now. There are spiders that don't even hatch. I've I've walked 400 miles in. And I would walk 400 more. Yeah, yeah, I'm at like 680 kilometers now. Yeah, I've played a lot of that. I played 80 hours of, or now more than 80 hours of Persona 5 in Japanese. I played about. 60-ish of Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Did a lot of RPGs this year. Yeah. I played, I mean, The Witness. I platinum The Witness in however yep. many dozens of hours that took me. Yep. I started the year playing a ton of Battlefront, and then I kind of tapered off. But I've been playing a lot of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. It's on my mobile yeah. phone, mm-hmm. and it's free. And I want to give them money. But the only option to do that is either, like, $30 or $70. Like, there's, like, the tiered system to be, like, like, you can't give them like a dollar every like five days to kind of like nudge your characters along. It's like, oh, here's a twenty dollar unlock pack, and I'm like, well, that's stupid. Yeah. Like, let me give you like, like uh, two bucks a week because I play your game for an hour who a day. Make, who makes those calls? EA. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I, I figured it'd be really weird if like Double Fine is pulling the strings. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I've watched all of Lost twice this year. Oh wow! What? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's not a game. Yeah, I know, but it's, I'm not lost. Via Domus is. Yeah, it is. Available All on Xbox here. 360, PS3, yeah. and the PC. <laughs> um, it was really. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super proud of that. What about games? What's uh, the game you play the most of? Like I, my thing is, I don't play super long games. So probably, I mean, I played through 36 hours of uh, Mafia Three in two, three days. Yeah, the review. So okay. like that. You look um, like you were dead by the time you were done with it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I probably I probably played the most like. Metal Gear this year, which is weird because it came out last year. I played a ton last year, and then I like came back to it because I was making that that big boss Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wanted to get Quiet back. Like this whole thing. Spoilers: If you haven't played a game that came out, uh, Quiet disappears. I haven't played that game. Uh, she yeah she she disappears and she you can't have her on missions and stuff. <laughs> um, but she you there's a weird loophole to get her back where you replay the mission where you first meet her. But as opposed to being like, oh, you replay it once and everything's hunky-dory, you have to replay the entire mission, I think, eight times. And it's like, it's fine. It's not a hard mission. It's kind of okay, but you have to skip through all these cutscenes and loading screens and kind of reload the same thing. Is that a bug or a feature? Like, I don't know what to call it because it was something they added in a, in a patch. Like originally, it was kind of like, oh, you don't get to use her. Like you don't get to like level her up further or whatever after this certain thing happens, whatever. But weird. Um, she goes back and she's loud though. And yeah, she's wearing a, a shirt. She's, with uh, with she's wearing a winter jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody, it's me. Quiet. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird when Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, starts yeah, to strange. Iago from Aladdin. Yeah, nobody the wanted bird. that DLC. Yeah, I played a ton of, and I also just had like I I just have like a big boss model up on my screen while I was like you know messing with outfits, and I'd get like get real drunk and be like, I'll replay that level. I really enjoyed. I jump in there. I'm like, I have forgotten how to play this game. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I love that game. It's a good game. Um, you alright? What are you doing with the pencil? I don't know. He's doing weird <laughs> things with the pencil there. I think it's just weird there's a pencil in there. Uh, David C. Funk says, My office is dead boring this time of year. What do you do at IGN when the news and review season comes to a halt? How do you pass the downtime at the IGN office? Is it all games? It's shows like this, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's stuff like this, and it's, uh, like planning for next year. Like, I mean, we, it's dead right now, but right when we get back, there's, CES, Nintendo Switch event, Dice, 
uh, pack south. Like there's a lot yeah. in those first. Yeah, there's three. only a handful of days of the year where we're in the office where it's actually dead. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, usually it's, they're on holidays. It always yeah. feels like like a reality show where people get voted off. Where like yeah. the last three weeks towards the end, people start. They're like bye, and they hug you, and they disappear. Well, not and even all of a so sudden you look up, you're like, there's seven people left in the office. I mean, now with Star Wars movies coming out, like every year we're gonna get a. There's a bunch of news coming in about breaking box office records. Um, Christmas Day is never dead because PSN goes down or Xbox oh, Live goes down. Boy, the Loser Boys always yeah. do that. Yeah. Like there's, it's crazy because like <laughs> I feel like it never it never <laughs> stops. Yeah. And next year, we're gonna, someone is going to have to publish a high res uh, gallery of Snoke.jpegs. <laughs> Some year I'll sleep again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I, uh, I I think it's super fun for that reason because it's like nonstop yeah. go go go. But uh, even five years ago, I think there was more of a break, and now there are just so many events, and they're important. But I yeah. mean, like next year. Like, on top of getting the Switch event, at some point we'll get Scorpio, and I'm sure Sony will have some cool tricks up their sleeve, and it'll be fun. Like a one ninety nine price drop? Maybe. Ooh, you heard wow. it here first. Vita yeah. 2? I think they'll do it. Vita's? Go head-to-head with a... I think they'll do a one ninety nine PS PS4. Yeah, I guess And go head-to-head with a with Xbox's $400, $500 monster. Yeah. Yeah. Man, if a PS4 is cheaper than a Switch... It will be. Yeah, that'd yeah. be crazy. I mean, I mean, look, look, look uh, wasn't a Wii U, like... 250 for like the longest time at launch yeah yeah so that was weird yeah we're getting two new video game systems next year yeah, so yeah. many of you will not see so although one of them will never see a store shelf yeah well it's really um, hard drawing trouble cliff upside down before andrew went just down the that that bleak downward spiral of of the the news cycle uh i was gonna say that like when when it's like kind of quiet here like we'll try to kind of like we'll just sort of hang out in different areas you know like we went into a conference room today and we were like, oh, let's hang out and just, you know, have some downtime. And then we kept getting kicked out of conference rooms and we're like, there's like half the offices here. Why are they all booked in these rooms? I know. It was Why do they make odd. us leave? Um, but a bunch of engineers, they do a lot of work building the website. Yeah. I like that. They have the best conference rooms back by engineering. Yeah. Well, why don't yeah, they use they, those ones? They do the, the most real job. <laughs> what do they do in there anyway? They, they build the world. <laughs> we found a weird. Uh, we're like, I don't like the snails in the sky game. And they're like, hey, we made it so you can do that. I remember the the weird robotic snake. Yeah, we found there was that one secret office on the other side uh, of the office that has a sex couch and that weird robotic snake. <laughs> yeah. What? It has a leather or a, oh, leather, a the, leopard print couch. The milk room. Yeah. No, not the maternity room. Yeah. Oh, wait, there's another secret office? It's yeah. just all the way in the back by like oh, next oh, to the store. Oh. There was one day yeah. where like the two of us and Alana spent like three hours in there because we just needed to get away from it. And we found this like uh, like snake stuffed animal that was also but it's, animatronic. It's noise activated. Yeah. And so when <laughs> we would say something or put our coffee cup down, it would go just like appear and then go away we're like why did it do that that's terrifying yeah, yeah i want to go to that room yeah. also like we'll what about room. the milkers room can we talk about let's that talk real about quick? the milkers room. it was okay, filled so, with airsoft okay. guns yeah, we're, we're gonna there's, get to that there's a tiny there's, room here there's uh, a long-standing mystery in the halls yeah. of the ign offices and it's the milkers room so oh, i found out not called the milkers room, called the milkers room. <laughs> no, i found not. i found out as from like hearsay from others throughout the years some bygones bygones that's how my phrase is used <laughs> that there's a room in, in I, at IGN where women who have babies <laughs> go <laughs> to get the milk out. <laughs> so the thing companies so, are legally uh, required to have in San Francisco. Right, but it's, not, it's not illegal to talk about. Mothers. So, what are they legally required to fill it with guns? 
because we're, that's what's in there. So Key and Peel were here. Yes, those those that those men. <laughs> this sounds like a lie. This sounds like a lie. <laughs> Key and Peel were here in the building, and I was doing a Facebook Live video tour that I'm of them uh, with them before I did uh, an interview with them on the Up at Noon set, and I was showing them around. I'm like, this is cool. This is cool. And one of them said, "What's in that room?" And I said, "That's like a breast milker's room." And he was like, "Really?" And I was like, yeah, let's try to get in there. I've never been in there. So I go to like rattle the door a little bit. And this lady pops out who works here. I'm not going to say her name because I'd be mean. But she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I was trying to get in this milker's room. Stop calling it that. Stop it. And she goes, you can't go in there. That's where I go to pump. Pump, pump, pump it up. And Key and Peele start laughing like crazy. I start laughing. We high five. And then we leave. And then like a month ago, or actually more like a week ago, time uh we find out that the milkers room is open and we went in there and there was a bunch of toy guns they were like air like there were airsoft there guns were probably a dozen maybe 20 yeah. airsoft guns and then Some there's like a were... little throne shaped chair for milking yes there is definitely a milkers chair i was surprised <laughs> at how like it looked like a place where people would go to hide so andy barkison says tell the story of how you found out that santa doesn't exist <laughs> And so that's where you can find the milkers room at IGN. The last five minutes of the story is how I found out uh, God doesn't exist. Uh, all right, Santa, how does that, everybody find out about that fraud? I lost my teddy bear when I was really little. Uh-huh. And uh, it just, I just, I lost it. It was like one of those like things you see like an episode of Rugrats about that's just like very sad. It was, uh-huh. it was depressing, whatever. And then for Christmas, I got this teddy bear that was like the same one, but I was like, that's not my bear. Like yeah. It was the same it was the same toy, but it wasn't the same exact one. You and knew? It was like from Santa, I found Teddy, and I was like it was two, that's two lies. It was like that Angelina <laughs> Jolie movie, The Changeling. Uh but yeah, I was like, that's not mine. And then like a month later, my Changeling. mom was like my mom was like, I called up a, a bunch of places and the the uh, the bear was at the grocery store, and I was like Do you have two bears? No, I, I think I was just like, I don't want that imposter in my house. <laughs> Like I don't want this 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 fake this yep. fraud bear, yeah. So that was that was like a I, I was just like I just pieced together. I was like this is oh. real. I was like this is Santa Claus brought me a fake man. This is not my bear. I don't remember mine. Yeah, me neither. I feel like I it, I just knew. I, I feel like it must not have been that traumatic for me. Yeah, my uh my dad is a teacher and uh he's a college professor and he had like these really cool sort of like international classes they would come and learn english and and a bunch of other stuff writing and uh i guess in smaller schools like that like and in especially in other countries it's like customary for the students to like give the professor like a small gift at the end of the year kiss ass yeah it is (laughs) they used to give apple kiss ass creed yeah and my dad's more of like a cake dude yeah oh Um, oh, one of those healthy breads yeah Yeah. the nice protein Protein, protein squares. Um, so they brought him uh, like a bunch of gifts, like picture frames and other stupid things, like little knickknacks, just garbage, nothing really of importance. And I saw uh, a, it was like a picture, for, it was like a frame picture of the class, like he, like he wanted that. He's like, I'm gonna get a new one in like three months. I don't need this. Get dunked on. Uh, so he uh, had this one package that was wrapped up, and it was sitting next to it uh, a little tag that said F, and underneath it said zero. And I was like, oh, no, he failed one of his students and he felt really bad and he gave him this present. And I was like, that's really weird that he failed a student for getting an F zero and they gave him this present. And then I was like, oh, shit, that's F zero for the Super Nintendo. I'm getting F zero for Super Nintendo. And then I realized uh, the Santa's fake. 
We learn a lot of important things through the discovery of jet racing simulators. <laughs> what was that story? Really? At least I remember mine, you idiot, you old drunk. <laughs> So, yeah, the holidays are a time of, like, being with people you love and having a real good time with them and maybe calling them names. I don't know what you do at your house. It's not my business. But hopefully you got F-Zero for the Super Nintendo from Santa Claus. Uh, this is Podcast Beyond. We have a fun time doing it. Uh, I'm Max Scoville. You can find me on Twitter at Max Scoville. You can find Brian, Agent Bizzle. You can find all, all kinds of uh, his Christmas musings, I'm sure. And then, uh, Goldfarb is Garfep. It's always weird saying that. I always, I just always feel like I'm flubbing a line when I say that. Yeah, Gary says rounds all the time too. It's hard. Yeah, it's it's and a it's a it's a weird vowel consonant. And then, uh, Marty is McBiggity with two G's and two T's, yes, which sir. is not an item on the McDonald's menu. It's it true. Will be someday, much though, to, much when to his I surprise. Lose my job and become a McDonald's man. Like, <laughs> all of a Big McDonald's Mac. When I decide to run for Mayor McCheese in the 2017 election, Mr. Mac, they'll call you. Yeah. Well, the Electrical College is bound to have something about to say about that when they cast all their votes. Their votes. <laughs> All right. This is a dumb show. We have a good time. I'm excited to do it in 2017, and I hope you guys stick around for that. Uh, in the meantime, happy new year and happy holidays and uh, whatever the other things you're supposed to say at the end of it. It's beyond is what you said. Oh, beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond. 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 And remember, beyond. stay out of the milker's room. <laughs> you don't go in there and don't peep at those presents. They're all airsoft guns. Talmor, Sheshin Mughaki. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My gran says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I study the secrets of the divine plagues and uncover the blasphemous truth that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Redolf Bantwine, wherever podcasts are available. <laughs>